0: Hey, welcome back to Trainers Lab. I'm Blake and I'm doing a solo today. Trainers Lab exists to basically help fill in the missing pieces of helping remote coaching and accelerating that process for new coaches who wanna go online. So Miz and I have really constructed lessons from years of working with people, systems that we've built out to try to help you get clients and help you build those systems to build your business and be more effective. There's a lot of things that go into coaching and one of the things that I wanted to spend time on today is narcissism. Narcissism is one of those words you hear often and there's a lot of things that go with it, right? You hear it and you think of a Donald Trump or you hear it and you think of extreme, the ancient story of the mythology character Narcissus, right? And he looks into the water and loves his self-reflection and he winds up falling in and drowning himself. But Really what it is, it's a character default, right? Personality disorders, it's complicated and hard to say that they are biological, that they're like chemically imbalanced. I think there's some people who could try to make that argument, but what they really are is just character issues, right? It's a personality disorder that really is an an extensive uh, self-importance. It's about self, constant need for affirmation and validation, and really just a lack of empathy for others. And so you would think that most people who are who are really coaches don't struggle with this, but oftentimes we do. And I love, there's a counselor named Chuck DeGrat, and he said there's a difference for narcissists like on the spectrum, right? So there's a sniffle, there's a cold, and there's the flu. The people that tend to get diagnosed are flus, but we all can have a sniffle of this and we can all have a cold of this, right? The key for this is really just being able to have self-awareness and self-reflection because oftentimes the narcissistic coach can be a really good coach at getting things done. The narcissistic coach in the fitness industry can be somebody who makes the client feel guilty and almost channels the client to do the act of fitness, whether the goal be to lose weight, get stronger, compete in CrossFit, get better at this for their own self-glory. And the and if you're a client and you felt this before, which I have experienced this in many different jobs, different types of coaches I've been under, and I found that there was almost like a defect in me for gravitating towards narcissists, that I had to do my own self-reflection on these things. But as I grew in self-awareness and in counseling and growing in my own journey, I started noticing these themes and what I realized when I'm around them is that I'm trying to appease their vision of what I should be versus the coach is really supposed to not be the hero of the story nor the one who dictates the ultimate goals but the coach should be someone who comes along somebody and helps them become the the hero of their own story and I've always I've used this if you've listened to a lot of my content before but I've used this one before and it's applicable here still and that is uh, Lord of the Rings has Frodo Baggins, right, is the main character, but Samwise Gamgee is really what a coach is. He's one who comes alongside. He's not the hero of the story. He doesn't sell tickets to go see the movie for Samwise Gamgee, right? Nor does nor do many people want to be Samwise for Halloween or a costume, right? But he's the guy who really is the coach who helps encourage and support and remind Frodo of the journey and where they're going, what they're trying to do. But Frodo's the one who gets there and actually gets to throw the ring in, spoiler alert, and and conquer and win. And so the coach's job is really to avoid this is just ask yourself these kind of questions. Like, am I the hero of my client's story or is the client the hero? And like, for me, I have been guilty of this. I have done this with clients to get, my self-worth and self-satisfaction out of their success. Now, it's okay and normal to feel like, hey, I should feel good when my clients do a good job and I should feel good when I know that the prescription and the programming was right for them and it worked. But I should not be hero gauging myself. Can I use it then to promote what I do as a business? Yes, I think there's a healthy way of doing that, of showing that you get results and you help people. But make sure that you always remind your clients that it's their work that got them there. It's their hard work. And this really goes to, can you praise your clients, right? Do good coaches praise their clients when they do a good job and they make them feel like they are accomplishing what they set out? And good coaches that aren't narcissistic or trying not to be narcissistic help their clients become more autonomous, right? Help them become more, removed from the coach. And this really for me started started thinking about this years ago, but recently heard a coach on another platform of social media elaborate a lot on really just what they were that they used to get their self-worth. They talked a little bit about going to counseling and they got their self-worth from their client success. And I resonated with that and just he talked about how that was unhealthy and that he needed to get to the place where Really coaching was his job. He wanted to do a good job at it, but it wasn't his identity or his self-worth. And so for the narcissist, they tie themselves up a lot of times in what they're doing and their work and need admiration and validation so much. And then they lack empathy. So like another thing would be the client fails and leaves and blames you. And a narcissist will be really quick to blame the client versus sitting in that and trying to do some self-reflection for a little bit and say, okay, how much of that is true? How much of that is not true? That's a reasonable response because usually the truth is somewhere in the middle and then trying to get other people to chime in on that and just being humble enough to say, man, I can't smell how bad my breath is. I need some help here. In conclusion, coaches out there, do not beat yourself up. If you've done these things, so have I, but let's try not to be narcissistic coaches. I have been under those types of coaches and they tend to make you, they can be very damaging and dangerous to work for. And they can inflict, they can basically harm clients by basically making them feel invalid, unheard, manipulated, et cetera, right? So we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that we hear our clients, we listen to them, we give them almost like a doctor prescription. Here's what I recommend. Here's your options. That's a professional way of coaching. And then from there, really allowing the client to have autonomous decisions for their health and fitness. And you don't have to portray yourself and say that you disagree, but you can do that in a way that's not manipulating or forcing their hand. And this involves recognizing and addressing our own biases, our weaknesses, our issues, and just really prioritizing the needs of the clients above our own personal validation and self-importance. I just say this is a quick eight, nine-minute podcast to remind you that There's good stuff out there for us to grow. And part of that is becoming self-aware of how we are, how we relate to our clients, how we support and encourage them. And and we wanna do this in a way that creates autonomy for them, makes them the hero of their story, not us.